Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject, so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. Good day, saints. I am your host and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I hope this day finds you well. I am Dr. Kamala D. Now, today is Saturday. It is May the 28th of the year 2022. We will be airing what we call episode five. They are out of order. This was a groundbreaking series that uh, back then he was Dr. Frederick Casey Price, senior, of course, because he has a son who has taken over the ministry, Frederick K. Price Jr. But he started this epic series entitled Race, Religion, and Racism way back in 1997. And I mean, it was groundbreaking. So I have chosen some episodes out of that groundbreaking series dealing with the religion part and how racism spread through the church of the Lord Jesus Christ over the years, since the beginning. And Dr. Frederick Casey Price answered a call directly from the Lord to deal with this. He, he called it the root of the problem. We have to weed out the root, pull up the root or it's going to grow back again. And he is not lying because even though he touched on the root, we are still dealing with racism in the church today. And in every organization, we are still dealing with this, but it should never be in the house or either the body of Christ. It should never be in the house of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I'm just going to address one question. It was a couple of others, but if you listen to the previous episodes, you will hear the answer, so um, you don't need clarification on those. But one in particular uh, I was asked about when Dr. Ivy Hilliard sent a video to uh, Christian Christian Center showing that he was in support of these teachings and he was back in Frederick Casey Price 100% and said this is long overdue. Well, he mentioned during that video recording about an unknown white pastor that uh, Dr. Price had outed. He didn't say the name. He didn't say the ministry, but most people recognize the voice because in the early part of the series, when the, uh, Dr. Price was dealing with the racism part, he, he played this recording that was brought to him by one of his members in his congregation at Crenshaw Christian Center of this man talking about interracial marriages. He was sharing his opinion during a service that he was leading at his congregation. And he was saying that, you know, uh, we just didn't 
uh, mixed races, but we can be friends with them. And, and, but we didn't marry, we didn't marry them. So that enraged, uh, Dr. Price. And this is one of the reasons why Dr. Price added interracial marriage in the religion series, that part, and in the, maybe the middle part of the racism series, because it's not biblical. You cannot support it in scripture that God opposes interracial marriage. We, there's only one race, saints. God made all nations under one blood. There's only one race of people, and that is the human race. We have a lot of other species dealing with animals and dealing with the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, but there's only one human race, which is why if I'm type A blood, and you are an Asian or a Caucasian and I need your blood during surgery, your blood, if, if our blood types match, I can survive off of your blood. If that wasn't meant to be, it wouldn't be meant to be. There's no way I would be able to survive using the blood of someone of another ethnicity. That's why you very seldom hear me, hear me say someone of a different race. There's only one race, so there's no such thing. So I always say someone of a different ethnicity. If God wanted everyone to be the same, he would have made them the same. But he loved his pot to look like Skittles, a bunch of different colors, but we are still the same. You can mix a Chihuahua with a German Shepherd and they will produce another dog. Now the dog look funny, but interracial marriage, it, it has God's blessings. And so with that said, Let's let Dr. Price uh, continue with his series. So you guys sit back and let's continue to listen to Bible truth. Now, I am uh, teaching on the subject of race, religion, and racism. And I have a specific ground rule that we are going to be following. This is a volatile subject and it stirs up a lot of things, different things in different people. And after hearing this message, you may be tempted to write me a letter, either a positive letter or a negative letter, whichever one. However, if you write me a letter, you will be responding to something that you heard in a public forum. So I reserve the right to read your letter in a public forum, because if we were debating across the table, live on camera, everybody would hear what you have to say. So I reserve the right to read your letter if I choose to. And so consequently, you must have your name and mailing address on your letter or I will not read it either privately or publicly. I don't I will not read any clandestine letter from your friend, a viewer. Forget it. I won't read it. OK, now. Um, as I said, we're teaching on race, religion and racism. We're now at or in the religion part of it. I am doing a teaching now or extracting out of our religion section an aspect that I think is very vital to us in America and primarily in the church to be able to understand the roots of racism. God has led me by the Spirit to utilize every thing that comes into my view that could be used to illustrate the reality of and the ongoingness of racism in the church. So I've been using letters, I've been using teaching, and etc. 
Racism is not conveyed genetically. Racial color prejudice is not transmitted in the genes. It is a socially transmitted phenomena that is passed on from father to son, from father to son, from father to daughter, etc. And it's also and has been in this country promulgated by the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, sad to say. It's been done by preachers' messages, spoken messages, by actions, and by teachings through writings. Now, I am using a, a, a written illustration at this point that's taken from a very popular and well-known uh, study Bible that has been in existence since 1963, 35 years. And some of the teaching in this Bible, it's a study Bible, an annotated study Bible. In fact, it's Dakes, D-A-K-E-S, Dakes Annotated Study Bible or Reference Bible. And uh, Mr. Dakes in his Bible has volumes of notes on biblical subjects. And in the book of Acts, at the end of the book of Acts, he has a section, notes on the book of Acts, and one of those notes is 30 reasons why the nations should be segregated. 30 reasons why nations should be segregated. Now, let me go back and find this. I want to read this again uh, to be sure that I'm doing this correctly. Now, where be my where be my notes? I think I said that right, didn't I? No. Uh, number one. Oh yes, thirty reasons for segregation of races. Thirty reasons for segregation of races. Now, as I have been saying, because I've had some dialogue with the Dake family and, and the Dake Publishing Company, and they assure me that Mr. Dake was not a racist, that Mr. Dake was not racially prejudiced, and I am not saying that he is, but I can only go by what you tell me verbally, by what you write, and by what your actions are. And so I want to go through these 30 reasons because I have studied them in depth, and I'm telling you that these 30 reasons why the races should be segregated, there is nothing in the biblical text that Mr. Dake uses that can support 30 reasons why races should be segregated. There's just not, it's not there. Now, last time I left off with number four, and I only got to read one scripture, and then I didn't get to comment on that. But I want to go back to number four. We've already covered three of these. There are 30 of them. I'm going through every one of them. Number four, I quote, miscegenation means the mixture of races, especially the black and white races, or those of outstanding type of color. The Bible even goes farther than opposing this. It is against different branches of the same stock intermarrying, such as Jews marrying other descendants of Abraham. End of quote. I want you to pick up on this. 
Miscegenation. Miscegenation means intermarriage. Okay? Miscegenation means, this is Mr. Day, this is a Bible teacher and writer. Now, I'm not, again, I want to be clear, I'm not coming against Mr. Dake personally because I don't know him. I mean, I don't have a right to come against somebody I don't know. But I am, I am coming against what he has written, and in my little limited brain power and mind power, I somehow have understood over the years that what a person writes is what's in them. That it's a reflection of what they believe. Because if you didn't believe it, why would you write it? Because you're sending me mixed messages now. I don't know whether you are right or what you write is right. I'm mixed up. I'm confused. Jesus said the tree is known by its fruit. Whatever's on the inside of the trunk of the tree in the branches in the limb is coming out on them limbs at fruit bearing time and whatever's inside come to the outside now this is not supposed to be racist but it looks like it to me listen to this miscegenation means the mixture of races especially the black and white race i mean can you tell me why especially the black and white races why 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 couldn't it have been the brown and the red races I mean, that sounds so typical of racism in the church and in America. It's all about black and white. It always has been since 1619. It's been about black and white in this country and in the church. Now, all I'm saying is it's, it's awfully peculiar to me that if this man is not a racist, I don't understand why you would even have to say black and white. What? difference does it make why not just say if it's god's will why not just say miscegenation means the mixture of races period and then give a scripture that supports that are you here i mean what's the big deal about black and white it's never been anything there's never been a big deal about black and white except to racist people who are racially prejudiced against blacks. They're the only ones that make any noise about it. Other people don't even give a care. So all I'm saying is that you put yourself in a real bad light. You incriminate yourself. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to say anything. The mixture of races, especially black and white. Now, Mr. Day gives scripture to back this up. Therefore, the scriptures that we're going to look at should have in them something about especially black and white. Would you agree? I mean, would you agree with that? Is that asking too much? It seems reasonable to me that if you make a bold statement like that, that miscegenation means the mixing of races, especially black and white, and then you give me scripture to support that, those scriptures better have black and white in them. 
or you perjure yourself. Now, to show you how this black, and I've said this all the way through the series, but just to show you how this black and white thing is in the church and in America, I, had a, I received a very interesting letter that just goes to support what I have been saying from somebody that understands what I'm about. Because a lot of people still, they want to say, we shouldn't talk about it, and we ought to forget about it. I even got some information about a very prominent person that I won't mention, that on kind of on the sly, shooting at this, shooting at me. And, um, and you know, it, I'm just, it's just pitiful, but, but see, I, I, got, I have so much documentation that, um, you know, folk ought to just back off and leave it alone. It ain't their assignment. They ought to just shut up. Don't say anything. Now listen to this. I received this letter two weeks ago. This letter is from Rebecca S. Lane, Morristown, Tennessee. Dear Dr. Price, as you already know, I have watched your program for many years now. For a long time, you promised us your message on racism. I am writing to thank you. This is this be a white lady. Caucasian, you know, you know, white, what our society calls white. This is not a letter written from some angry black broad whose husband left her and she got 12 kids to raise and is on welfare getting food stamps. Dear Dr. Price, as you already know, I have watched your program for many years now. For a long time, you promised us your message on racism. I am writing to thank you for your bravery and willingness to obey God's wishes for your ministry. I have looked forward to this message for a long time. As a white person growing up in the South, it is very difficult to not be a racist. I have always been taught I have always been taught that blacks and whites are not the same and that we should always separate ourselves from those people, in quotes. I really can't blame my parents because they were taught the very same thing and their parents before them. I've been saying that and folk been laughing at me and making little jokes about it. And here's some honest person, honest enough to say it. I don't want you to think I'm making excuses for myself. It's just that I haven't been to any church where the minister dare to deliver this kind of message for fear that he would lose his whole congregation. All right, listen on. As I got older and moved from my home in the mountains of Tennessee, I realized that color was the only difference. Have I been saying that or have I been saying that? But see, I'm an angry black revolutionary, so you can't take it too seriously what I'd be saying. I got married and have three boys of my own, and I was determined to break the cycle of ignorance that my family, listen, that my family watching the lit that my family had carried out for years. I was proud of my own self for breaking the chain. My children have many black friends, and I was so very proud of myself. Right up 
until my youngest son started dating a black girl. And I serve notice on all you white and black ministers of the gospel that think you're supposed to stand up and talk against this series. The best thing for you to do is hold your tongue until you hear the whole thing because you're going to make a jackass out of yourself. See, this is the stuff you don't want to come out. But honey, I told you before, Jack is out of the box. (laughs) All right, let's go on. Watch this now. My children have many black friends, and I was so very proud of myself right up until my youngest son started dating a black girl. The moment I found out, my feelings of prejudice hit me in the face like a flood. Instead of cleaning up my heart, I had only buried the truth. I was a racist. I know you were right when you said that's the only way to know. You remember my acid test? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I had succeeded in raising my boys the right way, but my own feelings were still the same. Dr. Price, I am so ashamed of myself. I really want to have a clean heart without any prejudices of any kind, but I still don't feel that I do. This is why I have been so anxious for your teachings on this subject. I hope once and for all I can rid my heart of all these things I have been taught. (laughs) Please help me pray. See, I told you before and just a few minutes ago when I was over there on the other side, this stuff is not transmitted genetically. Taught. And you white folks know it. And don't take that personally unless you're one of the ones that's been taught or the teacher. Otherwise, I'm not even talking about you. So you don't need to feel bad. But somebody's got to put this stuff out here and expose it. And I know it's tender. And I know it could be taken personally if you want to take it personally and get your little funny feelings on your fingertips and say, I ain't going to come back no more. Fine. That'll just leave a seat for somebody else. It's not against you or any individual person personally. It's against a system that has to be uprooted in order for the church to be what it ought to be. And I'm here to tell you, all you white folks, all this singing and dancing and jumping and talking about the Lord is coming soon and you going to heaven and all that kind of mess. You, he's not coming back for this racist mess. And we got to clean this thing up. He is not going to do it. We have to do it. And we can't do it if we don't know where the roots are. All right, I hope once and for all I can rid my heart of all these things I have been taught. Please help me pray for my very soul. Thank you again for being obedient to God's word. I hope everyone will, I hope everyone will hear, I hope everyone, I hope everyone. May God bless you and your family. And your wonderful ministry. Keep up the good work. Sincerely, Rebecca S. Lane. Now, listen. Right now, 
Right now, I, sh I certainly hope that when this particular broadcast airs, I certainly hope, and based upon the letter, I, I'm hoping that it will and thinking that it will, I want Rebecca to know that I appreciate your honesty and your concern and your love for Jesus and the body of Christ to be willing to expose yourself like this to help to bring this thing to closure. And that's, the way, that's what it's going to take, people like you who will bypass all the garbage and all the frills and the flowers and get down to the nitty-nitty-gritty and admit, yeah, I was taught this stuff and I, I taught it to my kids and so forth and so on or whatever needs to be done because it's not genetically transmitted and you don't just go to bed a non-racist and wake up in the morning automatically and racism and jumped in your chest. So I want to pray for Rebecca right this moment on nationwide television and I want to pray for many others, Rebecca's, who may not have the boldness or the courage to write a letter like this, but are aching in their own hearts within themselves because they know, they know that this is wrong and they know that they were not taught correctly. And so I want to pray and I want you all to be in agreement with it. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you, Rebecca, and for many other Rebecca's like you and even some men whose names are not Rebecca. I pray for you, and I know that your heart, as it has exposed this thing, you are already free. You are free because you have confessed it. And on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, I agree with you for complete deliverance from the spirit of racial prejudice. And I declare you to be free right now in Jesus' name. Because Jesus said, if you have the desire in your heart and you ask and believe you receive, you shall have. And so I set myself in agreement with you and many thousands like you that you are now free. Take that freedom, begin to confess it, and act in your life like it's true. And you'll find out that the bondage has, in fact, been broken. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. See, this is the only way that this thing will ever be dealt with is that people who are honest enough to admit it, then you do something about it. Instead of jumping on my case, that's, you ought to be thanking God he didn't give you the assignment. Because obviously you can't take it. You can't even take somebody else doing it. So you know you couldn't take it. now let's get back to myth dake miscegenation means the mixture of races especially the black and white races or those of outstanding type of color the bible even goes farther than opposing this it is against different branches of the same stock in a marrying such as jews marrying other descendants of abraham end of quote now we're going to look at one two three four references that mr dake gives to support this premise now, as I said before, if this is true and biblically supportable, then each one of the references that we now are going to read have to in them say black and white. Otherwise, you perjure yourself. You incriminate yourself because you're the one that said it. And then you're the one that are giving the scripture verses to support what you said. Therefore, my conclusion is that if what you said is true, then it should be supportable by the scriptures that you give us to support it.
So we're going to be now reading the biblical, better known as the Bible, Ezra chapter 9. Ezra chapter 9. And that's on page 418 and 19 in your ever-increasing faith study Bibles. And uh, if you're not used to reading that, then find Nehemiah. It's right before Nehemiah. And uh, 2 Chronicles. If you can find 2 Chronicles, it'll make it a little easier for you to find that. Now, so we're, gonna, we're looking for, I'm looking for black and white in these verses. Because this is a bold statement. I mean, this is not an off-the-cuff statement. Miscegenation means this is an authority speaking. When you say it means, that means you know what you be talking about. Miscegenation means the mixture of races, especially the black and white races. So if God is opposed to that, then we should find it in these scriptures that he's giving us to use. That's all I'm interested in finding. I have no problem accepting what the Bible says, if in fact the Bible says it. But I ain't going on no stuff somebody said they thought the Bible said. Or wanted to say. Okay. Now, Ezra chapter 9. And... Uh, Well, let's look at verse 1 and 2. When these things were done, the leaders came to me, saying, The people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the people of the lands with respect to the abominations of the Canaanites. Not, now I want you, you need to pick up on this. Not the Canaanites, but the abominations of the Canaanites. Okay, watch this now. With respect to the abomination of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Egyptians, and the Amorites. Now, notice he said, the writer is saying, the speaker is saying, let me read it again. When, when these things were done, the leaders came to me. This Ezra speaking. Came to me saying, the people of, the, of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the peoples of the lands with respect to the abominations. See, they haven't separated in respect to the abominations mm -hmm. of. Now, so when he says that, then he goes on to list the people, peoples whose abominations the children of Israel had not separated themselves from. Now pick up on this, see, because God gave Israel a decree that they were not to get involved with the people of the land into which God was bringing them because of their abominations. And God said to them over and over again, if you get involved with them, 
then their influence on you will take you away from the worship of the true and living God. Absolutely. And that's what Ezra is dealing with. Worshiping so now, gods. let me paraphrase this. Verse 1 again. When these things were done, now, I want to paraphrase this. Now, you saw a while ago, I made a mistake. And I repented quickly, didn't I? I don't have a problem. I'm not perfect. So I, 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 I'm, go, I'm gung-ho if I think I'm right. But as soon as I find out I'm wrong, it takes me this long to change. Because I don't give a care what you think about it. I'm going to keep myself straight with that man up there. Because all help comes from him, nothing from you but criticism. Didn't mention any names, see? So don't take it personal. Don't take it personally. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something right now. I'm going to read this in a particular way. And I want your absolute, honest appraisal of what I read. You tell me, Dr. Price, that is wrong. You can't read it like that. If you can read it like that, then you agree with it and say, yes, you can. Okay? Because, see, I think I'm right. And so I'm, I'm gung-ho because I think I'm right. But if I'm wrong, I'm going to let this whole, you, all of y'all tell me. Of course, I ain't going to let none of you back in the church if you disagree with me. I'm joking now. All right, watch this now, because I want to paraphrase this. When these things were done, verse 1, when these things were done, the leaders came to me saying, the people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the peoples of the lands with respect to the abominations of the Canaanites the abomination of the Hittites, the abominations of the Perizzites, the abominations of the Jebusites, the abominations of the Ammonites, the abominations of the Moabites, the abomination of the Egyptians, and the abomination of the Amorites. Come on, talk to me. Isn't that what it's saying? See, he just uses the word abominations one time, but then he lists all those names, but the abominations refer not just to the Canaanites, but every one of the rest of them that he listed. So what I did is I just put abominations with each one of them. Yes. It's called teaching. Okay. Now, verse 2. For they have taken some of their daughters as wives for themselves and their sons so that the holy seed is mixed with the peoples of those lands. Indeed, the hand of the leaders and rulers has been foremost in this trespass. Now, look at verse 11 of that same chapter. Chapter verse 11 and 12. Which you commanded by your servants the prophets, saying, The land which you are entering to possess is an unclean land, with the uncleanness of the peoples of the lands, with their abominations, which have filled it from one end to the another, to another with their impurity. Now, therefore, do not give your daughters as wives for their sons, nor take their daughters to your sons and never seek their peace or prosperity that you may be strong and eat the good of the land and leave it as an inheritance to your children forever. Now, I have a question for you. Maybe I'm reading another translation, but I didn't see anything in verse 1, 2, 11, and 12 that Mr. Dake uses, that said anything about black and white. I didn't see anything in there about ethnicity in terms of color. Because it's not there. I saw in there about abominations, 
which if you go back and look at it through all the rest of the Old Testament, you'll find out it's talking about worshiping false gods, idols. The stars, the sun, the moon, things like that. It had nothing to do with color. I didn't see any black and white in there. Anybody see black and white in your Bible? But Mr. Dake said, especially black and white. Especially black and white. I mean, it wouldn't have been so bad to say black and white. But then, to emphasize it, especially. All right, let's go to the next reference that he gives. This is Mr. Day. Nehemiah chapter 9. Nehemiah is the next book over. Nehemiah chapter 9. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, Nehemiah. Actually, actually, I need to give you this as a homework assignment because it's really chapters 9 through 13. And so I want you to, you need to read those. I'll tell you what they mean, but don't take my word for it. You need to read it for yourself. But he uses this. And I'll guarantee you that you'll not find in those chapters 9 through 13 anything about black and white. I've, I've done all the, rest, the research already. I've read it. That, that's why I can boldly say that. You're not going to find it in there. But you need to read it for yourself. Don't take my word, just like folks have been taking Mr. Dake's word without checking it out. Don't take Fred's word without checking it out. But I don't have time. I'm not going to read four chapters, okay? But that's one of the ones that he uses, Nehemiah, chapters 9 through 13. 13. All right, let's go now to the third one, Jeremiah chapter 50. Jeremiah chapter 50, page 37, Jeremiah 50 and verse 37. A sword is against their houses, horses rather, against their chariots and against all the mixed peoples who are in her midst and they will become like women. A sword is against her treasures and they will be robbed. I, I don't see anything in there about especially black and white. Anybody find that in your Bible, in your version? Huh? Talk to me. All right, let's go to Ezekiel chapter 30. Page 754. Now, in Jeremiah 50 that we just read, and I gave you verse 37, you ought to read the whole chapter. We don't have time to do it now, but read the whole chapter. You're not going to find black or white in there. You're not going to find especially black and white. It's all about the same thing that it was about before, about the paganism and the idolatry, never about the color, never about the color. Right. Yes, some of them were. Uh, no. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. All right, she's asking me a question about something. Uh, I'm gonna charge her a special amount of money though for that. <clears throat> All right, <laughs> uh, Ezekiel 30, verse five. Now look, we're looking for black and white. See, Mr. Dick said, miscegenation means the mixture of races, especially the black and white races. Those or those of outstanding color, type or color. Okay? And then he goes on to say, the Bible even goes farther than opposing this. It is against different branches of the same stock intermarrying, such as Jews marrying other descendants of Abraham. Well, we want to find out why God was against it. Well, we found out thus far, and you'll find out as you continue to search, that it's all about idolatry. Again, it's almost like the New Testament. It's about believers and unbelievers, if you would. You know, single it down. But now watch it. Ezekiel 30 and verse 5. Ethiopia, Libya, Lydia, all the mingled people, Chub, and the men of the lands who are allied shall fall with them by the sword. Now, here's my point. I'm reading these verses because these are the verses that Mr. Date gives to show that there should be no intermixing of races, especially black and white and I'm reading the verses that he gives I don't see black and white in those verses and I challenge you to read the whole chapter in fact read the chapter before and read the whole chapter after you're not gonna find black and white I read it all I wanted to be sure so that when I said this I could not be refuted so I've read it but I don't have time for us to read it all together now. But I challenge you to read it and you'll find out. And you need to read it so that you will know. Don't take what I say. Because just like I made that mistake up there, I could, make, I could be making a mistake. On this particular issue right now, I know that I'm not, but you don't know that I'm not. But I did read the verses that he gave us. And there ain't nothing in them about black and white. Any honest person who reads these Bible references has to realize that God is not talking about color of skin, but about Israel getting involved with the paganism of, their, of these other nations, which they did over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. That was the reason for their constant trouble. All right, reason number five of the 30 reasons why the races should be segregated. Quote, Abraham forbid Eliezer to take a wife for Isaac of the Canaanites. End of quote. Then he gives Genesis 24, and we're going to look it up in just a moment, but he goes on quoting again, God was so pleased with this that he directed whom to get. And then he gives some other scriptures. So let's go to Genesis 24. Abraham forbid Eliezer to take a wife for Isaac of the Canaanites. But why? Why? According to Mr. Dake, it's because races should be segregated. So these scriptures should say that in some way, form, or fashion. Genesis 24 and 7. All right, listen to this. Genesis 24 and verse 7. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying to your descendants, I give this land, 
he will send his angel before you and you shall take a wife for my son from there. Now again, you need to read the whole context. But this is, this is uh, uh, Abraham giving instruction to his servant about getting a wife for his son Isaac. And that was the way they did it back there. The parents would arrange marriages. I mean, that's no, no big deal there. But this verse that he uses doesn't say anything to me about races. Did you see anything in there about races? Huh? The Lord God of heaven who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family and who spoke to me and swore to me saying to your descendants, I give this land. He will send his angel before you and you shall take a wife for my son from there. I don't see anything in there about races. Do you? All right. Um, I'm sorry. What did I read? Genesis 24, 7. Oh, okay, well, that, that's right. I, I just read it ahead of time. I wanted us to read uh, verses 1 through 4 first, but it doesn't matter. We'll still get to verse 7. Verse 1 through 4. Now, Abram, or Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the, el oldest, to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, please put your hand under my thigh. That's the way they made covenants back there. Okay? And I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife of my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. Now let's go on reading into verse 7. Let's just read verse 5. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? But Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not take my son back there. Now we'll read verse 7, which we already read. The Lord God of heaven who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying to your descendants, I will give this land. He will send his angels before you, and you, his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. Now, so we actually read two verses that he used, or two uh, separate references, Genesis 24, 1 through 4, and Genesis 24, uh, verse 7. I didn't see anything in there about race, in terms of don't do this because of the race of the person. Or because of the color of the person. Did you see that in your translation? All right. Uh, <clears throat> let's look at that, uh, that same chapter. Oh, boy. And uh, let's, we'll read at verse, that's Genesis 24, and beginning with verse 12. It says, and he made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well. What did I say? Verse 12. 24, 12. Then he said, oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, I see what I did. Mm -hmm. Then he said, oh, Lord God. See, that's why I tell you to read. Nobody's perfect. Dake or Fred. All right. Then he said, oh, Lord God of the master of my master, Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well. Now, there, there are, we, he gives these verses uh, from 12 to 67. In other words, from 12 to the end of the chapter. That's a lot of verses. And I'm not, not going to read all those verses now. I challenge you to read those verses. But again, those verses are just like the previous verses that we read, 24-7 and also 24, 1 to 4. It has nothing to do about color. It has nothing to do about black and white. 
It has nothing to do about racism. But I, I, I challenge you and ask you to please read those, okay, so that you'll be absolutely sure. But obviously the ones we did read didn't say anything about color or ethnicity as such as to why not to. He just simply said, don't take a, a daughter from here, get one from there, but didn't say why. All right, let's go on to verse, uh, a reason number six. Isaac, I quote, reason number six, Isaac forbade Jacob to take a wife of the Canaanites. Genesis 27, verses 46, beginning with verse 46. So go to Genesis 27 and see how many scriptures are here. Genesis 27. Oh, good. Genesis. We'll begin reading in verse 27, and we're going to read into the next chapter, 28, chapter 28, up to verse 7. But now get this again. Mr. Dake says 30 reasons for segregation of races. Number six is Isaac forbid Jacob to take a wife of the Canaanites. Now, Get, get the subtleness of this. See, his caption is 30 reasons why races should be segregated. Okay? Number six is Isaac forbid Jacob to take a wife of the Canaanites. So the implication is that the reason that he didn't allow him to take a wife from the Canaanites was because of the race. Are you following me? That would be the implication because that's what the heading said. 30 reasons why the races or why segregation of the races. So then the scriptures then should show that it's a racial thing and not an abomination thing. Are you getting that? Okay. Now, um, Genesis 27, beginning with verse 46. And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, like these who are the daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me? Verse 1 of chapter 28. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padam Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that you may be an assembly of peoples and give you the blessings of Abraham to you and your descendants with you that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham, so Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Padanaram, to Laban, the son of Bethuel, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob, and Esau. Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padanaram, Padanaram to take himself a wife from there, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge, saying, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob had obeyed his father, and his mother, and had gone to Padan Aram. Now notice this. 
All it said was, don't take a daughter from the daughters of Heth in the land that we live and the daughters of Canaan. But it doesn't tell us why. Did you see in there why? As such, I didn't see anything in there that says why. Certainly nothing in there about the color of their skin. Now, I think it's kind of, uh, I'd say that races should be segregated. All it said was, don't take for my son a daughter of the people in the land which we live, but go to your relatives in another place and take a daughter there. But he didn't say why. Well, how can you assume that it was because of the color of their skin? That's all I'm trying to get. Are you following me? I think that's putting something in there that's not there. All right. Reason number seven. Abraham, I quote, Abraham sent all his sons of the concubines and even of his second wife far away from Isaac so their descendants would not mix. End of quote. Genesis 25. Number seven, I quote, Abraham sent all his sons of the concubine and even of his second wife far away from Isaac so their descendants would not mix. All right, let's look at it. Genesis 25, uh, first six verses. Abraham again took a wife and her name was Keturah. And she bore him Zimran, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan begot Sheba and Dedan, and the sons of Dedan were Ashurim, Letushim, and Leumim. And the sons of Midian were Ephah, Epher, Hanok, Abida, and Eldah. All these were the children of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. But Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had. And while he was still living, he sent them eastward away from Isaac, his son, to the country of the east. So, so what? I mean, how do you assume that he sent them away because of color? It doesn't say that. Knock, knock. Is anybody home? I think that's kind of stretching it. It didn't say anything in there about why. It just said he sent him away from his son. It didn't say why. So how can, if the Bible didn't say why, how can I say why or any other Bible teacher say why? If God didn't say why. How can you assume that it's because of the segregation of races? All right. Eight. Reason eight. Esau disobeying this law brought the final break between him and his father after like lifelong companionship with him. Get this now. Esau, see, remember, uh, Jacob, or rather Abraham, sent all his sons of the concubines away a concubine, and even of his second wife, far away from Isaac. Remember, Abraham had two children, Isaac and Esau. Remember, Esau was by 
the Egyptian. Was that right? Ishmael was. Was that Ishmael? That's Ishmael. But 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 um, Esau was the twins. They were twins. That's right. They were twins, and they they both came from the same uh, mother. That's the point. But now. Abraham sent the concubine, the children, the sons of the concubine, away from Isaac, Mr. Dake says, so their descendants would not mix. That was under number seven. Now, number eight says Esau disobeyed this. In other words, Abraham sent the sons of the concubine away from Isaac, so Isaac was not with them, so, but Esau he stayed with them. That's what he's saying. Okay? Esau disobeying this law. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Who said it was a law? You didn't get that. No, no, you didn't get that. Where does it say it was a law? But Mr. Dake says Esau disobeying this law. I didn't remember any word law mentioned in the scriptures that we read. Did you? that it was a law, but he says Esau disobeying this law. Who said it was a law? Who said it was a law? The Bible didn't say it was a law. Abraham didn't say it was a law. Isaac didn't say it was a law. Mr. Dake is saying it's a law. That's scary. Esau disobeying this law brought the final break between him and his father after lifelong companionship with him. Genesis 25. Look at 25 and um, one verse, 25 and verse 28. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Genesis 25, 28. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. <laughs> What's that got to do? What's that have to do with what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute now. He just said... Esau disobeying this law brought the final break between him and his father after lifelong companionship with him. Breaking this law about separating from the people of the land. What does verse 28 say about the people of the land? All it says is Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. What's that got to do with it? All right, go to the 26th chapter. Two verses. Ah, uh, the time is gone. Saints, this concludes episode number five. So uh, we will pick up where he left off sometime tomorrow, late tomorrow evening, because I have a full day tomorrow. But as you can see so far, you better be careful who you allow to teach you in this Bible. You can be tricked in the Bible if you don't read the entire chapter, because you need to know reasons why something is said. Now, if you just leave it like Mr. Dake was trying to put it out there, and he was supposed to be a scholar, a Bible scholar, which proved to me he wasn't. He was a wannabe. 
And I'm going to say it, Fred Price, you know, he's gone, but he eventually ended up saying it. But I'm going to say it today. Mr. Dake was a racist and he was trying to hide behind the Bible and use the scriptures and to, to solidify his stance on segregation. But then he had his family call Dr. Price and tell him that we assure you that our grandfather and our father was not a racist. Yes, he was. Jesus said a tree is known by its fruit. Why would he tell us things that's not substantiated in the Bible? Ask yourself that. Why? Now, he thought he can get away with it because most people don't read the Bible. They think that the person that's teaching them know what they're talking about. God is speaking through them and we, we need to listen to them. And it sounds good to them, so they'll run with it. So with that said, saints, look, God is good and he is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. God is a loving God. God created all man, those who believe in his son, Jesus, that he is Lord and that God raised him from the dead are the sons of God. You have to be adopted into the family of God. So with that said, saints, I will see you guys tomorrow. hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash app the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamala D. That is at dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D, and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D, serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out.